Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Coaching Matters Podcast brought to you by Fundraising University and Brian Kane Peak Performance. Coaching Matters is a nonprofit foundation whose primary purpose is to help coaches, athletes, and activities directors succeed in their programs, schools, and communities. Fundraising University works to help you raise the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of interference to support coaches and activities directors in enhancing the student experience and life skill development that is a critical component of our educational systems. Brian Kane, one of the world's leading mental performance coaches, works to educate, empower, and energize you to be your best through his 10 pillars of mental performance mastery systems. Together, each week, we bring you interviews, question and answer sessions, and group coaching around mastering mental performance, creating elite culture, and developing the leadership skills you need to succeed. And now, this week's Coaching Matters Podcast. Hey, how you doing? Brian Kane here with the Coaching Matters Podcast. Super excited to jump into a question and answer session live with the coaches and athletes that we have here on our Coaching Matters group coaching session. Our first question here, we have Coach Nate Parrish from Lee's Summit and Lee's Summit West softball program. Coach Parrish, could you join us? Yeah, we're on, man. This is Donor. All right. We got, else we got the Donor and Coach Parrish here. Would you Talk to, it, talk to us about the core principles of Lee's Summit West, the C-U-P-C-D, cupped. What's that mean? Well, it's, uh, we're typing them in one at a time. That's uh, coachable, uplifting, present, competitive, and determined. Beautiful. Now, how, how do you, as a coach, what's the, how do you use those core principles within the creating the, the elite culture in your program? Well, first of all, we, we sat down and the kids actually developed all of this. So this was internal driven from a brainstorming session to come up with what, what does it mean, who we are and, and what's it look like and what's it feel like to be at least some of West Titan. And then, you know, from, from this perspective, we, we basically took it down and looked at behaviors that support that. Uh, I know we talked about uh, behaviors above the line, behaviors below the line, and we just took it a step further and kind of determine what we're looking for, you know, what's a good behavior for a, for a Titan and what's something that we don't like players doing as a Titan. And um, our job is to make that uh, something we can live out every day. And those are our standards. And mm. so far, I think everyone on the team actually knows what they are. So that's, uh, we're not just putting a slogan up. We're going to try to live them out. Yeah. It can't just be words on a wall, right? It's got to be something that is modeled every single day. And if we're, we're big here with coaching matters on creating frameworks and processes that other that coaches can take and use. So I want to share with you that what we call the three steps to ownership and coach Doan and coach Paris, thanks for joining us here. And when we're talking about those three steps to ownership and getting your athletes to own their culture, to move from a program that's coach fed to a program that is coach, that is player led coach fed to player led starts with three steps to ownership. Step one is I know it. I know the core principles of the program. 
Step two is I do it. I know what it looks like behavior and action. And I love coach Doan where he talked about above, below the line behaviors. We'll come back to that. Step three then is I own it. So I know it, I do it, I own it. And coaches, we all want our athletes to own it. We all want them to take ownership. The first thing they have to know is clearly clarity. What are they trying to own? Second thing, what is, how do they do it? Do they see us do it as coaches? Do we, do we, reward them when they do it. And if you jot this down, please rewarded behavior is repeated behavior. The more you can reward behavior that you get, that's above the line, you're going to get more of it. We spend too much time as coaches trying to correct the below the line behavior instead of praising the above the line behavior. Now you're always going to have to do both, but make sure you put more time into rewarding the repeated behavior. So above the line, below the line. Coach Doan shares a concept that comes out of Urban Meyer, the football coach, national championship winning coach from University of Florida from Ohio State, where he, where he talks about being above the line. And the book is called Above the Line. And above the line behavior is behavior that's disciplined, behavior that is on point, behavior that is intentional, behavior that helps us to win. Below the line behavior is behavior that causes us to lose. It's behavior that is average behavior. It's not elite. It's behavior that is undisciplined. It's behavior that is reactionary instead of intentional. So as a coach, one of the best things you can do, we talked about draw a line down the center of the board and write, here's what I can control. Here's what I can't control. You could draw a line across the center of the board this way, east to west. And you can write down, here's what's above the line behavior. Here's what's below the line behavior and put it out there for your team. For the coaches, if you do parent meetings, here's one of the most impactful parent meetings I've ever been a part of. It was Colleyville Heritage High School in the baseball program. And the players met with the coach before the parent meeting. And the coach said, hey, players, for you, what is above the line and below the line behavior for your parents in the community, at games, at your house? And the players talked and they wrote down above the line and below the line. And then the coach said, okay, in our parent meeting this evening, what I would like for you to do is, as student athletes, because this is about you and your experience, is I would like for you tonight to all come up to the front of the room. And I want you to each know one above the line, one below the line behavior. We're going to explain the concept of above the line, below the line behavior. And then each of you are going to step forward. And you're going to say, here's what the above the line behavior is. Boom. So 25 players, everyone steps forward, gives an above the line behavior. This is how you help us as student athletes. And then we go into the below the line and they all step forward and gave a below the line behavior. And that was one of the most well-received parent meetings I've ever had a privilege to be a part of because it came from the student athletes. It had nothing to do with the coaches. It was all about what the athletes said they wanted more of above the line and wanted less of below the line. And that's something that any coach can do here if you're doing a parent meeting. So thought that'd be great. Uh, a great concept and strategy that you can take and use. I want to introduce Dr. Barry Davis. He's the head baseball coach at Ryder University. He's also a prolific author and researcher, and he researches a lot in leadership and athletics. And I've had a privilege to work with Coach Davis and his program at Ryder. And uh, Coach Davis, coming out of the pandemic, you guys were playing in a conference as a team, Fairfield University, coached by my former coach, Bill Courier. At one point, they were number two in the season. They were like 32-0 and 0 during the season. And you guys ended up going on to win the conference championship this year. Is that right? Yes, we did. Yes. So, you know, when you win a conference championship against a team that's on a roll like Fairfield was, where they were, were I mean, un, like 35 and 0, I think that might have ran it to. I mean, they've knocked off Arizona State in a regional game down at that University of Texas, you know, so a good program. And you guys were able to win that conference championship. Talk about the importance of culture from your perspective as a head coach with your program and how, what role that culture plays in you winning championships. Well, I think for us, um, 
Ryder University traditionally has been a, a, a great program. We've got two coaches prior to me that are in the Hall of Fame. There's only been three baseball coaches there since 1961. So we have the luxury of being able to talk about tradition and about excellence on, on a daily basis. And we have the hardware and we have the things there to, to prove it. So I think that's we have a leg up on a lot of people. Now it's up to us certainly to continue that, to practice certain things, certain things, you know, just as simple as clean up the dugout, you know, be on time, go to class, you know, listen when I'm talking, you know, and I, and I should be listening when they're, when they're talking, that type of thing. Uh, what we, what we promote, we keep promoting it and then what we allow, you know, we, we, we kind of, you know, if you do things outside of what we want and we permit that, then that becomes our culture. So we don't allow that. We try to, we try to avoid those situations. And what I have learned, you know, here in the, in the last maybe year uh, post dissertation is that that it's never, it's not about you, but it is about you, you know, because if I'm excellent, if I'm, if I'm striving to be excellent, I'm self-disciplined and I'm doing the things on a daily basis that you're talking about, there's a real good chance that our team's going to do it. And if I'm not excellent, if I'm not a level five leader or a level four leader, if you, if you're ranking it, then we're not going to have a good chance, uh, a chance of our team being that level. So I think it's very important for all of us uh, coaches to, you know, you are the culture you know, the, the team is really a, a manifestation of me, you know, and how I go about, you know, my daily activity. So I think it's important that when you talk about self-talk and about walking tall, chest out, big body language, you know, I almost, you know, you kind of talk yourself into saying, okay, Hey, I'm the head baseball coach. I got, you know, I got a PhD. I'm, I'm in charge. I'm a leader. And then even if you don't feel like it, you kind of just saying that makes you carry yourself a certain way. And then I think it helped me, uh, during the season where we had some adversity, we had a couple COVID situations, we had some injuries, but we were able to, uh, we went up and played Siena, uh, you know that very well, and, and played poorly. But we had two weeks before our tournament and we basically went in for the first time uh, and had a meeting and we got a chance to talk. And, um, you know, one of the things I, I know my wife talks about Dr. Brene Brown about being vulnerable. And we just we just kind of let it all out that night, that day and uh, and talked about some things. And, and even one of my players came up to me uh, a couple of days later and said, Coach, that was a really inspirational talk because we really got into some things. And for two weeks, we practiced about as well as we had in, 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 in years. I thought we went into that tournament with a uh, great attitude enthusiasm and energy and, and, and to, and I didn't do a whole lot. <laughs> I kind of stayed out of the way because they really played well and it was, it was great to see. Uh, but there was a lot of mental, um, their imagery we talk about. I mean, I think that's, I mean, there's a lot of things we discussed getting into that tournament because we have won the tournament. Uh, so those are some tidbits, I guess, that I, that I could give you, uh, about the, the end of the season, because we struggled at a lot of times during the season because of the injuries and just poor play. And, um, but we were able to turn it around. And I think that's one of the key things, you know, that coach Davis is thanks coach for joining us is, is, is talking about is sometimes you have to go through the storm to get to the sun on the other side of adversity is everything that you're looking for. If you take a piece of coal and you apply tremendous pressure to it, that coal can turn into a diamond. As you've heard, they say no pressure, no diamonds. And I love the piece that coach Davis brings up here about modeling. 
and modeling what it is you want the culture of your program to be, right? Remember, it comes down to three steps. I know it, I do it, I own it. Well, how are they going to know it and be able to do it? They're going to see you do it first as the coach. And I remember working with um, Steve Smith. He was the baseball coach at Baylor University. On the back of his door, he had a sign that said, athletes need a model to see more than a motto to say. And I liked the sign. And one day I took a piece of tape and I went up and I crossed off the word more. And I put the word and. So it went from being athletes need a model to see more than a motto to say to athletes need a model to see and a motto to say. Because your words are important. Your words create pictures, right? And words like sweep the sheds. When you, when you hear about like coach Davis saying the way they would clean up the locker room, the way they would do things, how you do anything is how you do everything. Excellence in small things is excellence in all things. And sweeping the sheds comes out of one of the greatest books ever written called legacy by James Kerr. It's about the New Zealand all blacks, the rugby team from New Zealand, who's one of the most, if not the most dominant and successful sports program in the world in history. And one of their concepts is sweeping the sheds, taking ownership After every game, the Tom Brady, the MVP, the best in the world, he out of his bag after they win the world championship, he'll take his broom, he'll take his broom handle, he'll screw the the, uh, brush into the end, and he'll clean up the locker room for the team. Because he says as a leader, the best thing you can do is to serve your team. I mean, he was retired. It was his last game. He wins a world championship on his way out of playing for the, the country of New Zealand, on the way out. And he sweeps the sheds. It's a concept any of us can take as coaches. Leave it better than we found it. When you go on the road, it would be a goal. If, if you were a high school coach, I would encourage you to set this goal that at one point during the season, at least one point during the season, a visiting team where you go play on the road and you're the visiting team, an athletic director, if you use a locker room, that athletic director calls your athletic director and says, you know, coach, your softball team who is here, they use our locker room. And I walked in afterwards and it was cleaner than it has ever been. Leave it better than you found it. Sweep the sheds. I'm not talking about just doing this at the high school level. I know we got a lot of college coaches. We got some pro athletes, pro coaches on here. Hey, check this out. Army football in 2018 goes to play at the University of Oklahoma. They take Oklahoma into overtime. This picture here is not from the locker room before the game. This picture is from the locker room after the game. Chair stacked in the corner. Nothing left on the lockers. Nothing left on the floor. Leave it how you found it. Sweep the sheds. So, coaching matters? Yeah, coaching matters. It matters because you're teaching life through sport. It matters because your field, your locker room, your court, whatever you use to teach, you're teaching life through sport. One of my friends who was a Texas high school football coach, he said, I was a leadership coach and football was my classroom. He said, I ran a leadership and life skill development program that played football. I always thought that was a great, a great analogy. One of our questions came in here and uh, I said, would you explain the difference between inexpensive and expensive experience? Great question. So there's two types of experience out there, right? We're all looking to get experience. My goal as we go through the coaching matters program together is to give you as much experience as possible to speed up that learning curve, to close that gap from where you are to where you want to be. Expensive experience, my friends, is what you get from making mistakes and learning through your own trials and tribulations. Inexpensive experience is what you learn from others. Inexpensive experience is what you know now you wish you knew then. And as an athlete, as a coach, 
You have to be hungry for inexpensive experience. What are other people doing that I can learn from? That's what we cover in Mental Performance Daily. That's what my mentor and friend, Dr. Rob Gilbert, does with the Success Hotline. So I'm going to post inside of our chat here, Success Hotline, 973-743-4690. Go ahead and write this down again, 973-743-4690. Every day since January 22nd, 1992, Dr. Gilbert has left a three-minute message on an answering machine. Answering machine, 11,500 days. You just call and listen. Every day, it's three minutes. I call it breakfast for your mind. Every day you call and listen and you get a little bit better. And the goal is to get just a little bit better every day. Actually, the concept we use is called 1% better. If you would write that down, please, 1% better. And 1% of your day is 14 minutes and 24 seconds. I wrote a book called The 1% Intention where I, where I talk about this principle. And if you can invest 14 minutes and 24 seconds of your day into your mindset development, let me give you a game plan. Three-minute success hotline. Three minutes mental performance daily. Three minutes of a concentration grid. Five minutes of visualization. There's your 1424. Visualization, mental imagery. See yourself execute and playing the way you want to play. Positive visualization. Getting the results that you want. And if you can do that every day, there's your 1% intention. You will get better. You will catch the competition if they're in front of you. You will widen the gap if you're in front of them. You will close the gap from where you are to where you want to be but you have to do the work. And I know we speak fast here and we throw a lot of strategies at you. What I just tried to do was give you 20 years of mental performance coaching with some of the best coaches and athletes on the planet. Some of you who are on this call, I tried to do that in an hour. So if you listen to this multiple times, you'll get more of it than you will if you just go through it once. So get your reps, listen to this audio more than once inside of our chat. I also posted a link to Dr. Rob Gilbert in Spotify. And I'm also going to post to the Coaching Matters podcast in Spotify. So again, each of these calls is going to be recorded. We're going to then take that recording and we're going to put the audio into the Coaching Matters podcast, which I just posted inside of our chat. I'll make sure I take our notes from tonight and post them underneath the chat as well so that you have an opportunity to continue to learn and continue to grow. And for the coaches that are with us, Thank you for what you're doing because coaching matters. You're impacting lives on a daily basis, lives that you'll never know. I, I, I've never told my high school football coach how much he made an impact in my life. And that's something I need to do and something I'm going to do this week. Because I think when, when you, you have the opportunity to say thank you, when you have the opportunity to express gratitude and you have an attitude of gratitude, that's one thing that we want to continue to build. So I want to thank you coaches for what you're doing in the lives of the, of the people who call you coach and athletes. I want to thank you for giving the coaches in the room, someone to coach and for showing up every day and working to be the best version of you. Because when you play in athletics, when you compete in athletics, you don't win all the time, but ultimately what you're doing is you're learning about how to give yourself the best chance for success. And more important than winning a championship is who you become in pursuit of becoming a champion. Never forget that. Thanks for joining us here on Coaching Matters. Just keep an eye on your inbox. Also go to briancane.com slash coaching dash matters for more information and to sign up for our email list to make sure that I send you information on all of our Coaching Matters calls. Again, that's briancane.com slash coaching dash matters. And we'll catch you ne not next week, but two weeks from tonight. Special guest, looking forward to getting after it. Until then though, don't count the days, make the days count. It's a great day to dominate the day. See everybody. Thanks for checking out this week's Coaching Matters podcast. 
If you enjoyed the show, please give us a subscribe and a review. Also, be sure to engage with us on social media here in the notes for the show. And remember, dream big, raise more, and coaching matters.